Ron Raymond here from the Rem Report for a Thursday Thursday. It is uh, Thursday, October 27th. Hope you're having yourself a good start to your Thursday Thursdays. As always, don't forget, subscribe to our channel by tapping that notification bell in the top right-hand corner or hit the subscribe button below this video if you are using a mobile device. Today's podcast is brought to you by your friends right here at HockeyPicks.com. Sign up today and follow the top hockey pickers each and every day right here at HockeyPicks.com. Don't forget, you can also follow the top basketball pickers at BeBallPicks.com. And don't uh, forget, if you want to count how much money you made on that parlay last night, all those NBA games last night, you go to ParleyCalculator.com. And uh, what you do is you put in your uh, figures. So let's say we got a, a 150 underdog, a 220 favorite, a minus 110. You got a nice 120 underdog, a 140 favorite, and you put $25 and you calculate it, and it pays $629.55. And that is the parleycalculator.com and how it works. And you can get it here each and every day just by visiting the website. It's a free website parleycalculator.com all right good morning good afternoon good night wherever you are located on the world wide web my name is ron raymond i'm a five-time sports handicap champion based out of ottawa ontario canada in 2009 i wrote the book ron raymond's top 50 sports betting secrets you can get that book each and every day right here at atsstats.com or you can get it on amazon and if you're looking for a little guidance, that is the book you want to uh, basically just learn about the uh, the do's and don'ts of sports betting. And I also have a nice uh, article that I wrote here on betting tips and uh, beginner's mistakes, right? We always talk about some of the beginner's mistakes, things like betting blindly with no game plan or a system. Do you have a money management system? We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Consistently betting on losing teams, that yeah, you don't do that, right, uh, Denny the goalie? No, you don't do that. No, you don't like doing that. Understanding value in sports betting. Try not to act on impulse. That's a big one. That's the gambler's kryptonite, as I call it. Try not to act on impulse. You know, when you sit there. And the worst thing to do, and here's here's a, another pearl here on a Thursday Thursday. The worst thing you can do is there's like two minutes to tip off, two minutes to puck drop, and you did no research on the game, and you're going, oh, I got to get that action in, in that impulsive bet. How many times you made that impulsive bet, and after the first 10 minutes, you're going, what was I thinking? Hey, what was I thinking? Just like the uh, the Patriots were saying on Monday night, right? The Bears are what we thought they were. <laughs> what, what, what we thought they were. Yeah, the Bears are who they thought they were, and I'm um, having trouble letting that one go. But I did have the Bears though in my contest, so I don't know why I'm always harping on that one. But uh, less is more, right? And that's one of my biggest things I always preach on this uh, this show each and every day. Less is more. 
probably one of the best quotes in life avoid chasing losses that's uh, some of the beginner's mistake but again if you're interested in learning more about the rain report you know where to go right here at atsstats.com and uh, check out the book it's a pretty good book and speaking of sales we're having a flash sale right now weekly monthly or year packages right now if you go to the website atsstats.com put in promo code ATS25, that's ATS25, no spaces. You will get 25% off your weekly, monthly, or year package and take advantage of that. And uh, hopefully, uh, we can help you with your sports handicapping needs. All right, I see the bullpen is uh, wow, you guys are uh, off and running this morning into the, the bullpen. That's what we call our chat box. And uh, Scotty's first one in, so uh, Scotty gets a little bit of a Ric Flair right there. Woo! Good morning, Scott. Morning, all Thirsty Thursdayers. Good morning, everybody, says Juke box how about the nets plus three and a half max a eh? tigers uh 58 eh? come on jukebox hey you gotta play nice now we we, we just you know we, we we verbally spanked tiger 15 to uh, 510 yesterday saying you know what don't be a hater come on jukebox you're better you're better than that even though we had uh, milwaukee no no you do exactly no no you don't do that no you don't do that you don't do that oh no never and you never. know why why not against, against the, the rules, rules. All right, morning all. Good morning, Brent Vienni. Hey, hey, hey. Chris McIntosh is in the uh, the house. Good morning, uh, Chris. Isaiah Moore is in the house. Mark Nation, good morning, everyone. Hey, the a- ATL is represented. Uh, hey, baby. My fave soundbite. Yeah, baby. Yeah, this is, uh, he's talking about this right here. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's a thirsty Thursday right there. Uh, good morning, coach. Good morning, Mitchell Watson. Mitchell Watson is in the house. I like this kind of party, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> We're gonna be here all day. Yeah. We're gonna be here all day, well, baby. We'll be here for the next I like hour. This kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Yeah, we, we like this kind of party. Not all day though, Mike. We'll be here for about an hour and then we gotta carry on with our life. Laker under was so sweet, says Pele J. Uh did we get ever a song name or an artist for our intro music? Uh I like the way you look. I don't know who sings it. I know, you know how many times I get emails or comments ask people asking me where where's this intro music come from? Hey, it's almost like the Jim Rome thing a bit the, when back in the day, right? Look over there, big red lips and long blonde hair. Tell me that jingle doesn't stay in your head all day, right? It does in mine. Did we ever get a song? Okay, good morning, uh, Marlon Goobles. All right, Marlon Goobles. First, uh, let's give a, a round of applause for Marvin for uh, coming into the bullpen and roll call. Good job, Marilyn, and uh, good morning and welcome to the uh, the Rain Report. All right, Juke Boss, good call, Pele J. Good morning, Sam Mitchell. Hey, Sam Mitchell's in the house. Is that the Sam Mitchell that used to be uh, the uh, Toronto Raptors coach? If it is, uh, good morning, uh, Samuel. Uh, coach gave us two gems, also Pele J. Yeah, we did have nice two picks yesterday, right? We had the New York Islanders. That was, you know... I'm trying to understand the New York Rangers right now. What's going on with the Rangers? You know, I know Gerard Gallant there off to a good start with that opening night win against Tampa Bay. But uh, right now, the uh, the Rangers struggling. Yeah, struggling big time. Big win last night for the uh, the Boatman. Three nothing win, and I got a nice little tip last night from our good friend uh, Johnny Peresco. Yeah, yeah. He says that the, the Rangers had to. Uh, they were doing a, a cross promotion. They were in the bus. Maybe they uh, too too long in the bus there. They had the spaghetti legs going there in the first period. Funny, funny. Good morning, crew. Rui Pedro Nagueras and us from all the way from Lisbon. Uh, Portugal. Good morning, Rui. Another lesson. Hello, Raymond. Love the show. A real lesson. Timmy Tushu's in the house. What's up, Timmy? What the hell's going on in here? <laughs> yeah, what? Hey. What the hell's going on out here? 
Yeah, thank you, uh, Coach Lombardi. Uh, Islanders were a smash last night with the Rangers, fell victim to a lame marketing scheme. <laughs> yeah, that's why they lost, right? Uh, because they uh, they used mass transit to get to the game, come out flat. You know what? That's that's not a that's um that's not a uh, uh, that's not a wrong thing either, right? When um, when I was coaching the provincial team, the the football team here in Ontario and uh, from Ottawa, we travel say to Windsor or London, Ontario or Toronto. That's a thing. That's a thing. The spaghetti leg things, it, it, you know, when you get a team right off the bus, you go into the locker room, you get changed, you stretch, and you go play a game. That's not a good thing for players. You know, you gotta, you gotta, um, you gotta get them up like in the bus. You got, you got to take a couple of stops. You can't just be sitting for five, six hours. Get off a bus and go play a sport, right? So that's, you know, there is some truth to that, there, uh, uh, Nature Boy, right there. <laughs> Yeah, Lakers got roasted. Yeah, 0 and 4. Uh, I was reading this morning. I saw that uh, LeBron James first time he's gone 0 and 4 since his rookie year. Eh, 0 and 4. I tell you, the Lake. What did I say about the Lakers? Right, they're a great YMCA team right now. Um, Lakers stink worse than my daughter's diapers. Says <laughs> Brent Vianney. Eh, how about our offense? <laughs> when are we gonna put it together? Yeah. When. Are- how about our offense? Yeah, that's what they were saying uh, at uh, halftime yesterday. All right, Walking Spotted Bear used to be able to basically type one line of a song into Google, and it would find out if you uh, if you don't know who it works anymore. Ronnie. Yeah, you know what? I'll check that out after the show. Um, I'll check that out. It, uh, it's a great tune. I know. Okay? I can play this tune, like, forever, but uh, I'd probably get tired of it. But it uh, has that catchy... Uh, yeah, red lips and long blonde hair. Like the way you walk when you walk Yeah, that's going to be in your heads all day and you'll be emailing me all day. Thanks a lot, Ron. Thanks for playing that jingle, eh? Hey, good uh, good drums right there too. Anybody loves uh, if you love music and, and you love drum. Remember like um when you go to a concert, I know I'm not going down memory lane here, but I'm sure people my age or you know even even the millennials and Gen Z will relate to this. When you go to a great concert back in the like say the 70s, 80s or 90s, it was the drum solo. Remember the, some of these bands would have these great drum solos. It was the big thing during the uh, the concert, right? You'd wait like Kiss, right? Peter Chris would Kiss would have a great drum solo. Um, you know what? I went to the Phil Collins concert um, two years, 2019 in Montreal, and his son was the drummer, and they had a drum solo. It was fantastic. I, I even recorded. I think it's on my Facebook. But there was something with drum solos back in the day, right? When the, the lights go down, and then all the, the spotlights on the drummer, and then and then it just goes nuts yeah so uh, what was your favorite drum solo i would love to hear what you guys uh would, would uh, like to i would like to hear who your favorite drummer was who your favorite drum solo of a band and uh yeah it'd be really great to hear that it's a decent jam for real i approve says walking spotted bear he loves this yeah no it's cool it's it's a great thing i gotta find out who sings it um i i got it from um uh, what's it uh, there's a there's a site where you can go and get um all your uh, your sounds and it's all royalty free you pay for it though but uh, yeah it's it's really awesome the earworm has now hit the over i think it's uh, to chad smith says uh, brett vienni chad smith i got my air guitar going every time the show starts says jukebox yeah no it's it's uh, like i said it's a it's a really catchy tune even my niece you know 20 years old saying hey where, where's that uh, that song i can't get it out of my head um i got my air guitar going every time the show starts says a jukebox all right let's get on with the show and speaking of the show we always start the show with our uh, EDDs, hey, 
Where's my uh, my good friend Bien Trabajo? Every time I think football, I think about Bien. Little drummer boy at Christmas always gets me going. <laughs> I don't know about that. Hey, I don't know about that. Hey, uh, the, thanks for bringing the show uh, to a uh, a Christmas halt there, Mark. Hey, now we're now we're gonna have to sing uh, a drummer boy here. All right, uh, let's get to the um, the sports betting 101 tip show of the day. Uh, not tip show, but uh, the golden rules. The golden rules of sports betting, and if you. You follow the show each and every day we start off the uh, the podcast about uh, fundamentals right edd everyday drills and uh, the next time you make your picks always think about value percentage play performance cycles player availability and use a disciplined money management system you can do that each and every day right here using the rain report in fact you know what uh big bad ross the boss benjamin is going to be on the show here in just a few minutes and i forgot to send ross the uh, the link so uh bear with me just one second i'm gonna send ross a copy of this link so this way we can let uh, ross the boss into the house there in a few minutes and uh, let me just uh, go right here and send them this. And uh, nothing like uh, eh? nothing like live editing on air, eh? like producing on air. Doing like I said, we, we do everything here. We we uh, mop the floors, close the light, do security at night. That is the Ram Report in a nutshell. All right, today you're going to hear me talk about A, B, and C type teams in the Ram Report. A type teams are teams with a 60 or higher win percentage. B-type teams, 50 to 59.9, and C-type teams, you know the rules about C-type teams. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. Oh, no, never, never. Why not? Against the rules of betting about C-type teams, 49.9%. But again, if you do bet on C-type teams, always remember it's uh, probably good um, good sound money management um, you know, practice to uh, maybe use beer and pizza money on C-type teams because when you bet on C-type teams and you expect good things, it very rarely happens. And like Bill Parcell says 101 times, you are what your record says you are. And if you are a bad team, well, you're a bad team. All right, bullish teams are teams that are 3-0 in the NFL, college football, CFL. Neutral teams are 1-2, 2-1. And bearish teams, those are teams that are 0-3 or worse. And that's how I monitor cycles in the NFL, college football, and the Canadian Football League. Major League baseball nhl nba bullish teams are seven and oh six and one five and two in their last seven games teams that are either three and four four and three are neutral and uh, teams that are oh seven one six two and five those what i call uh bearish bearish teams all right little drummer boy at christmas yeah stumbling rumbling get morning bullpen says og wheat hey the atl uh the atl atl is well represented here this morning in the uh the bullpen good morning og hopefully you're having a a good morning hopefully you don't come any with uh any christmas songs like your uh fellow uh georgian uh <laughs> counterpart over there hey mr little drummer boy now if we play drums we gotta play these drums right here right that's the drums we play right here. All right. Uh, speaking of drums, remember yesterday I said, all right, uh, we're going to keep an eye out here today on the A and C type teams, C type teams that are bearish against uh, uh, A type teams, whatever the cycle that the the um, uh, the A type teams are. So in game number one, Cleveland eight point favorite against Orlando, and I believe Cleveland they they won, and I think they covered right. Uh, Orlando was uh, bearish by ten days. Atlanta against Detroit. Uh, Atlanta, I think they won by six, so Detroit was a, the, the right pick there. And the difference between Detroit and uh, Orlando, Orlando was bearish 10 days, so double-digit numbers, where Detroit was only bearish one day. So that's one thing. Remember, I'm, I told you guys that we're going to go on every day, and we're going to monitor this for the next um, 
maybe the next uh, couple of shows just to see if we can find an edge right it's always about finding an edge that's all the uh, the abcs of uh, sports betting right these are the abcs of me baby <clears throat> yeah always be closing milwaukee that was my top play yesterday in the beer and pizza money section and um if you're signed up for my premium picks and you're wondering how come he doesn't post uh, much uh, NBA, I'm still trying to get the uh, the lay of the land in the NBA right now, right? NBA is, is like the NFL right now. It's just a little bit uh, wonky, but uh, let let the tide settle down a bit. Let's uh, let's just wait to the smooth waters and then uh, I'll, I'll get uh, more um, um, up to my knees in the NBA picks. I'm doing NHL right now. You'll find my NHL picks in the premium, but right now uh, I'm just giving beer and pizza money picks on the uh, NBA. Uh, Brooklyn, a C-type team yesterday was neutral. Hey, Steve Nash getting kicked out for the first time of his career. That That's a move you make as a coach to uh, get your team's attention, right? Uh, for Nash to get, you know, Steve Nash, he's not that guy who's going to be uh, um, <laughs> like Nick Nurse. Hey, Nick Nurse is, uh, he, Nick Nurse can go off sometimes, right? I, I, and I really don't like types of uh, coaches that just constantly whine as a coach it bothers me because it tells me you're not focused on the game you're more for you're more focused on the referee and the next you know we always say in football or in sports the next play is the most important play forget the referee they're not going to change their mind they're not going to change a call yeah you might uh, intimidate them or you might get in their heads but the, the thing is you know you got to focus on the game and your players in the situation at hand right uh charlotte beating uh, uh charlotte losing to the uh, new york knicks they had a neutral against a neutral two a type teams philadelphia eh the uh the sixers boy struggling yeah it could be a uh, doc uh, doc could be in the hot seat right now in philadelphia you got all that talent and um you know somewhere down the line there might be a fall guy right so toronto um beating a uh, bearish team um double digits right bearish chicago and indiana you got uh, the bulls neutral indiana yesterday was bearish two days minnesota san antonio san antonio finally uh um heating down a bit a type team in san antonio but now they're a b type team i believe and minnesota big win we also had utah against houston uh houston was bearish 10 days lakers <laughs> they've been bearish 217 days you believe that uh, since their uh, last neutral cycle and portland against miami and uh yeah so uh portland came down to earth a bit yesterday uh bearish two days was miami miami got the win right a c type team so again we're still early in the nba so we're gonna have to keep an eye out on these uh on these situations all right let's get to our 10 uh, top 10 commandments of sports betting these are some of my golden rules and uh, rule number one don't bet big money on c type teams in the rain report never lay points take the points or bet the money line no, or, you don't do that or do you you do that. no never never why not, why not? Against, against the, the rules, rules. Create your own number. It's your number against the bookmaker's number. Follow a disciplined money management system. Never force a pick on a game because you need action on that game. Yep, you don't do that. No, you don't do that. Never chase losing bets on a bad day. No, you don't do that. Bet with your wallet, not your heart. NHL home favorites coming off a one-goal loss, 60% since 2011. I'll have to take another look here. Uh, I like to update that at least once uh, a week. So, uh, Isaiah, I know you like that uh, stat, so remind me. Maybe every Thursday, Thursday, we will update that stat to see where we're at. Never bet against A-type teams who are bullish at home. No, you don't do that. And the 24-hour rule of betting. Take a day off after a big win. Enjoy the win. Savor the win. And uh, try to uh, spend that money on uh, something good. Uh, or you save it, right? Put it back into your uh, savings account. Never bet a team who is uh, a bearish cycle. Never bet on teams who are in a bearish cycle. No, you don't do that. 
no against the rules and the uh, money management system this is uh, something that i said i was going to bring to your attention each and every day again this is not to discourage you about betting on uh, beer and pizza money but again if you have a um, an account you have to have two mindsets and i'm not saying you know it's good to have different accounts like a different sports book you know two or three you don't want to go over and be have like 10 accounts at 10 different places because you don't want your information on on all these servers like that two or three sports book i think is uh, sufficient and um, what you want to do is take a look at this if you're a ten dollar better in your last 20 picks how long does it take you to make 20 picks in your uh, sportsbook account is it three days four days five days a week but just remember in your last 20 picks if you've hit 40 percent you're a 10 dollar better on the 11 10 rule you're down 30 dollars if you're a 10 dollar better and you hit 50 percent believe it or not you're still down 10 bucks and uh 55 you're up 11 dollars and again i always say this that's a lot of sweating for 11 bucks and uh, a 10 dollar better with 60 percent is up 32 dollars on the 11 10 rule and the difference between a 50 percent better and a 60 percent better is two winning picks hey eh? when you look at it and you say yeah, that's a 10 percent different that's huge right that's two picks <laughs> it's two picks so good information and again it's always good to have a uh, a reminder and it's just it's um again i'm not trying to discourage you on sports betting uh, i'm really trying to help you take a different approach if your approach ain't working right if your sports betting approach is not working consider this approach because uh it could help you in the long run and do like i do i just have um, my beer and pizza money and my premium picks and again when i do my premium picks you guys have seen it right i'm very selective when i give out my premium picks i'll only do it uh once in a while in fact my last premium pick was on the 24th it was uh the ottawa centers so that was uh, i think it was monday night that was the last time i gave a premium pick and i'm um, 16 and 4 last 20 so having a good run right now and uh we'll see if we can keep that going and the thing is about when you're when you're betting big money and you know whatever your big money is right one unit could be fifty dollars one unit could be a hundred dollars five hundred dollars is this you can't have the 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 silver bullet every day you got to be selective and i'll say it all the time right you don't buy stocks every day you don't buy crypto every day you don't buy a house every day you pick your spots i hope you don't buy a house every day could get a little bit expensive but uh, you got to really pick your spots on when you want to earn money and make money right and uh, at the end of the day hey it's uh, like rec ryan says can we have fun you're damn right i demand Man, that, that we, we have, have fun. fun you always gotta have fun doing this all right let's get on with the show let's uh, go feed some ponies all right let him out let him out at belmont Yep, they're off and running today at Belmont Park in New York, uh, the Big A, as they call it. It's Aqueduct because Aqueduct is rebuilding or renovating, so now they're all transferred to Belmont, and that's why they call it at the Big A. It's a $95,000 maiden special weight race today at 1235 post time. It is the first post time today at Belmont. Six furlongs on the outer turf, and uh, wow, look at that one. Influential, uh, influential, okay, influentialis, inf, inf, you guys gonna help me out here or what? Influentialis, influ, influential, man, this is a tough one, this is like a blooper now. Influentialis, influentialis, there you go, influentialis, eh, after 10 times, as uh, Harry Carey would say. Holy 
Holy cow. Influentialist. Uh, Lascano in the saddle on Influentialist. I don't want to say that a freaking 10,000 times. 20 to 1 morning line on the 9 horse there. How about I just say that? The 9 horse in race number 1 with Lascano in the saddle. Lexi Spirit with Castellano in the saddle on the 1 horse. A 5 to 1 morning line. And the uh, the 12 horse, Ocean Spirit with uh, Jose Ortiz, Irad's uh, younger brother, and uh, four to one morning line on Ocean Spirit. And the Joker's Wild is the number two horse, Geezer Road, with Manny Franco in the saddle here on Geezer Road. But uh, yeah, Influentialist, I don't want to say that 10,000. I think I learned my lesson on saying that word, <laughs> on that the, that name right there, Influentialist. All right, the nine horse, 21 morning line, but Geezer Road, look at Geezer's Road, 10 to one morning line on Geezer's Road. But I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, Irad's younger brother. I'm going to go with um, uh, the Ocean Spirit, number 12 horse, 4-1 to one morning line. Put 10 to win, 10 to place on the number 12 horse, uh, Ocean Spirit, and hopefully he comes in first, then we get paid twice. He comes in second, we get paid once, which is also nice, and you want to bet those horses each and every day right here at uh, the Rain Report using our tip sheets. All right. If you can't pronounce it, horse's name, best to stay away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I think I just, if I if I had like a promo team, I think I just made the uh, blooper of the month right there trying to say influentialist. Influentialist, eh? Or I have to go to my Google pronouns, eh? Uh, influentialist Lascano is in the saddle 21 morning line hopefully after I abuse that name for like 5 minutes it comes in first for you guys alright don't forget you can get the tip sheet for hey, I'll get Ross Benjamin to say hey Ross what do you think of this 9 horse this morning eh? I'm going to set up Ross hopefully he's not listening eh? maybe I'll, I'll, I'll see oh there he is <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, there's Ross the boss right there. Hey, Ross, did how you doing, buddy? I got a hot tip for everybody on the horses. Okay, what's the hot tip? Saturn iron in the fifth. Saturn iron? Yeah, hot tip, Saturn iron. <laughs> hey, <-o. laughs> <laughs> hey, Ross, did you hear me try to, uh, to say this horse's name, Influentialist? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it, a tongue twister. No? Oh God, it's, it, you know it's one of those it was one of those names where you're looking at it and you're trying to break it down. And you say, "Wait, I'm on air. People are looking at me right now. I got I better look smart here, hey." But uh, how about our offense? <laughs> how you doing there, Ross? The boss, I Benjamin. I still can't hear those uh, little things that you put in there, but you can't um, hear them, eh? No, it's very low. Very right, low. Do the viewers hear that? Yeah, they can hear it. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm not hearing it. Right. Can you hear that one? I, I hear it, but it's like it, way in the distance, like you're miles yeah, away. Baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, now I hear it. There yeah, you go. Really All right, I'll have to, I'll have to adjust when my mic here. When you're doing the horses and you're chiming in with those things, it reminds me of the movie with that guy, that uh, old-time movie about the one horse. I can't remember the horse's name, Citation or whatever, but they used to do that in the old days, ringing the bells in the studio, talking about horses in the radio, on radio, and then chiming in with those types of things with so. the sound bites yeah, yeah add a little, exactly yeah add a little bit of a, a little bit of entertainment to the show right yeah, absolutely man yeah you know, that's what we're here for not only to pick winners and educate but uh i don't i think the viewers would agree we need to entertain as well well like they tell me all the time i got a face for radio <laughs> 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 so uh ross the boss benjamin how was uh the uh, the week last week in the nfl and college football well college football i had a good week i went four and one so i bounced back from that terrible week the week before and i think i'm ready to take off in college football this is annually when i really get going uh down the final stretch of the regular season and the bowl season and of course the college football playoffs the culminate 
Uh, the NFL, uh, the last two weeks, I'm sort of disappointed. Uh, let's see, uh, two and three and three and five, five and eight the last two weeks in the NFL. However, still 27 and 19 on the year, which is 60%. Ron, I've now hit uh, my, as you know, I label my best bets as a 10-star top player. Yep. I've given out eight of those in the NFL this week through this first seven weeks. Reason being, uh, I had a Thursday night game in a month in there. So 8 uh, no with my NFL 10-star top plays. Folks, every one of those picks are posted at ATSStats.com. You can get them right there uh, for $35. Uh, you know, the record speaks for itself. And here's the other thing. NFL primetime games, I cashed again on Monday night with the over in that contest in the Bears game. Um, yeah, how about them bears? Anyway, the bears uh, 13 and five <laughs> on the season, well, what, what uh, with my college fo- or my, uh, NFL primetime games, Sunday, Monday, Thursday night. Again, folks, if you want to, you're listening to this because you're, you're, uh, definitely interested in sports betting. You're definitely interested in making yourself some money. And certainly you want to hear me and Ron and what we have to say, but, uh, at the end of the day, we can't take you to, we could take you to water. We can't make you drink. So you need to chime in a little bit, make some purchases and make some money. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, you know, I always say it is an entertainment, but if you enjoy the show and you want to support the show and you yeah. want to make money, um, yeah. Ross showed you last week after, uh, you know, a little bit of a hiccup in, in one, he bounced back like a pro the following week. And that, you know, that's, that's what we do, right? We, we, yeah. you know, we don't let one week it's, it's, it's the big picture, right? It's a, it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And that's good. You know, for, I've had, I'm not having the greatest uh, NFL season. And the one thing I've done is I've scaled down my picks in the NFL and, and it seems to to be uh helping me get back on on track and uh wow i was talking to a buddy yesterday we're talking about the um you know looking ahead to the the super bowl a bit and uh, i'm saying you know you look at the uh, the afc uh, you know the bills you got the uh, the chiefs uh, cincinnati to an extent but uh, the nfc it's uh it's a crap shoot, man wide open wide open eh? if if, i don't know if you if you looked at some of the futures on the um on the on the NFC, I'm going to see what the, one of my uh, bookmaker friends here what they have any futures on the NFL. I'm not sure if the NFC. Let me see NFC futures. Um, I'm looking at uh, all right. So San Francisco, they they man the 31 and seven the uh, the cornerbacks for the uh, the the uh, 49ers last week they got exposed big time right. Yeah. Um, so I got San Francisco plus 631. I see. Um, the Dallas Cowboys at 745, Minnesota at 601. I just don't know if Minnesota's for real yet. Uh, it's just the, well, their offense is, Ron. Yeah. You know, uh, look, when you got the weapons, they got offensively as long as they stay healthy. Uh, I know Kirk Cousins takes a lot of heat yep. um, for, for obvious reasons, and I'm not going to elaborate on those, but the guy's a solid quarterback, especially when you put – the pieces around him he presently has Justin Jefferson and Adam Thieline on the outside, Irv Smith at tight end, Delvin Cook in the backfield. They could score with anybody. Yeah. Uh, the big question mark for them is in big games, are they going to be able to stop anybody and are, are they going to be able to continue to win on the road as well? Yeah. And then you got Philly at 190. I think Philly obviously is the uh, the favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah hey, Philly's um, looking good yeah, this year, I, right? Right. You know, I, I said it's wide open, but Philly's the clear-cut favorite. But, um, you know, uh, again, you never know going down the stretch. Let's put it this way. Philly 
I guess, is the only team you could really label as an elite team in the NFC right now. I know Minnesota's off to a good start, but like you alluded to, Ron, they still have a lot to prove. And like I said, they, they, they need to show me they could play championship defense down the stretch. I'm not so sure that they're capable of doing so. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, as opposed to the AFC, like you just said, Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and several other teams that are Baltimore. more than capable. Yeah, exactly. Baltimore, again, big question mark with them is their defense, right? Yeah. You know, which was once the strength of that franchise is now their weakness. Yeah, and that's one thing I'm guilty of sometimes is you you, you, you got to remind yourself Ray Lewis and Ed Reed aren't there. <laughs> you well, know, it's yeah, just, but it's just the subconscious of going back to, you know, what you, you when you say a team, you think of those great teams and you try, you got to separate the, the past from the present. But it's sometimes it's hard because, you know, the coordinators sometimes are still there. But Wing Markendale now with the, with the Giants. But um, you you like a game this week that involves um, the, the Patriots and the Jets. And another thing that I told my buddy last night, I said, you know what? It's official. Uh, no more Jet jokes. <laughs> no more Jet jokes. These guys, you got to give them the respect and their, and their uh, due credit. And uh, they're, they're getting the job done. As much as, you know, we're just waiting for, you know, each week for them to, to, to fail. They just consistently get the job done, and uh, when yeah. you look at their record this uh, this season, five and two, um, they're they're off to a good start, and uh, they're playing New England this week. And I know that's a game you like this week, right, Ross? Yes, I do. Um, you know, here's the thing: I know a lot of people are going to be on the Patriots this week, uh, based on the fact that they've owned the Jets over the years. But you know what? This is a different year. It's a different age. New England, as we speak right now, uh, a two and a half point favorite on the road. Wow. Uh, the Jets, again, like Ron alluded to, 5-2, and two, the Patriots 3-4, and four, coming off an embarrassing Monday night home loss to Chicago, 33-14 to 14 in a game. They were an 8.5-point favorite. Not only was it embarrassing, it, uh, the most embarrassing part of it all, uh, with no pun intended, was the, is the Bears allowed or the Bears ran for 243 yards and 5.4 yards per attempt against New England. And, uh, yes, the Bears are a real good running team, but, boy, oh, boy, they dominated the game in that regard against that New England defense. And they also forced four New England turnovers. And, again, we see – I'm getting a lot of background noise, Ron. Yeah, sorry. Uh, my dog's uh, – yeah. uh, somebody's at the door, and my dog's just uh, barking okay. right now. All right. Anyway, All right. Um, New England also, uh, you know, they committed four turnovers in that game, and that didn't help their cause. And the unsettledness at quarterback, for crying out loud, Matt Jones is only in his second year, and the poor kid comes back from injury. He's getting booed. They bring in Baylor Zappi, and boom, boom, they scored two touchdowns in what seemed like a matter of 10 seconds, and then they did nothing from here, there on out. So uh, Zappi didn't exactly light the scoreboard up or wow anybody with his performance after those first two drives. Uh, the Jets, by the way, 4-0 straight up in ATS in their last four round, uh, winning those games by an average of 12.7 points per game. The last three, they've averaged 156 yards rushing per contest and 5.2 yards per carry. Yes, they lost their star running back last week, unfortunately, in Brees Hall. But they do have Michael Carter, a very good back out of North Carolina, who's more than capable. And also they traded this past week for James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars, 
who was stuck behind Travis Etienne and at one time uh, was a bell cow in Jacksonville. And I still think he has a lot left in the tank. In addition to Jets defense over their last four, they've allowed just 14 points per game and less than 300 yards per contest. Anytime you have an NFL pick or underdog of six and a half or less coming off four or more wins in a row like the New York Jets are, they're playing in games five through nine, which is the middle part of sort of entering the middle part of your schedule. And they're facing a team with at least one loss. Obviously, the Patriots have that. They're three and four. Uh, those pick them or underdogs of six and a half or less have gone 17 and one ATS in those wow. games. More importantly, Ron, they won 16 of the 18 straight up. And why, why I bring the straight up number into uh uh, into play is because it supports the underdog in this particular instance. And uh, those results are all since 2005, Ron. I'm going to take the Jets plus two and a half versus New England. I would even suggest, and it's not a sign of weakness, it's smart, smart sports betting to cover yourself uh, by, by uh, buying an extra half a point there, get it to the key number three. I know it costs a lot for the premium juice you pay to, to buy off a key number or buy into a key number. But at the end of the day, uh, it, the juice only counts when you lose. Yeah, and it's a peace of mind. That's what one of my big, like, I call it the Geico insurance, right? Get that <laughs> Geico insurance. You feel good because, you know, how many times we sit in the game, we're saying, okay, if they get this here and then they do that, that's three, or we're going to get hooked. The worst feeling in the world is getting hooked, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah get, you could have a lot of Geico insurance, but you can't keep having accidents. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good, that's, a good, that's a good one right there yeah, yeah if you keep buying insurance that means you you, you got to stop either driving or betting right <laughs> yeah that's a good point right there but uh no you know here's the, you made two great points one the um you know going back to the steve spurrier days in florida when you got two quarter when you when you got two quarterbacks you don't have one and and i hope he bill doesn't get into this okay like <laughs> bill belichick will have no patience every week about quarterback questions i'm like all right is it zappy hour this week bill or are we going back to uh, mac I, jones right i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know we're off to cincinnati yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he he won't put up with that crap i know that one thing it'll no. just but the, the thing is though that it's it's a position where you don't want uncertainty every week and you don't want you know and for the team like the, the lot it's like a backup goalie in hockey right when your backup is in, in in hockey which i'll get to in the second with your sabers are looking pretty good by the way um you, you just need that that confidence at the general position right there on offense you don't want to be you know too like when i saw in the first quarter that um that game against chicago bears and i kept saying oh man he better get some points in the first quarter if not the 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 the, uh, the fans are going to get restless and they're going to start calling uh, for the exactly backup. Exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So yeah, I was just and I think everybody saw it too, right? We're all sitting there going, "Man, they haven't scored." Belichick is going to, you know, he's going to do the old Ed McMahon yeah, right well, here. I mean, you had ba Bailey Zappi, who's coming off going two and zero in his last in his two starts for New England the two weeks prior and thrown for over three hundred yards on each occasion, it's creating a dilemma. You know, um, and, and then you got these New England fans that are uh, fantasizing that this is the next coming of Tom Brady because he was a fourth round draft choice. And as you remember, Ron, uh, Brady was a six round pick. Slow down, people. Yeah. Uh, OK, number one, he's not Tom Brady. Number two, he does not have the weapons on the outside that Tom Brady had throughout his career. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I'll just the last point on this. 
you know, hindsight being 2020, it's so easy to sit here and tell you, you know, but whenever you got things going, you, you don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. You keep going. And it just, you know, it's just, again, hindsight being 2020 is so easy. And the Jets, uh, like I said, they're, they're not a, they're not a punch uh, line anymore. This team is, is playing really good. And, uh, you know, they played the Broncos, Packers and Dolphins the last three. And, uh, you know, the, the pretty good, uh, pretty good teams right there, even though the Packers are not, uh, uh, but it's still the Packers, right? And then Dolphins still uh, the off to a great start, and they're in the division. So the division game are always tough to win. All right, I do have a question here, Ross, for you, um, or uh, some comments. Uh, Ross, the boss in the house. I've been bet- dry betting with my official bets this year to gauge my record, especially when I'm on a run, and the do factor is ready to sting me. Are the Bengals a trap? They look like the real deal last week. Are the Bengals a trap? I think they're back. I think the Bengals are back. And I said it uh, two weeks ago when they were two and three. I said if they don't win this game this week, they go to two and four. That that's it's going to be a really hard road to to climb mountain to climb to get back. I th- I, I personally I think Cincinnati's back a bit. I don't know if the play is a trap, and uh, I'm probably going to have a play on that game, so I I have to reserve comment. Okay, and uh, that's how I make my living, unfortunately yeah. for uh, the viewer. But yeah, they understand that. But fortunately for me, I love what I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Cincinnati is going to win the division. I think actually they'll probably win the division by two or more games before it's all said and done. I'm not sold on Baltimore. I've never been sold on Lamar Jackson. He's fun to watch, but Ron, it's unsustainable what they're doing. And they continue to uh, put too much onus on the kid and not build around him on the outside. They have nobody who scares you at the wide receiver position. When your best receiver and best threat is your tight end, uh, that's an issue in my in my estimation, even though uh, Mark Andrews is a very good one at that. So, yeah, I think Cincinnati, you saw for the first time they had that offensive line uh, that they planned to start the season with and had upgraded by uh, replacing four or five you know, four of the five starters from a year ago. Think about that, folks. This is a team that went to the Super Bowl last year, and they replaced four of five offensive line starters uh, because they weren't happy with the performance level. Obviously, he was the most sacked quarterback in football or one of the most sacked, meaning Joe Burrow. So they're now intact again. They had a little bit of injuries early on. And uh, it seems to me like they're starting to develop some chem- chemistry and some cohesiveness. So, yeah, I agree with the viewer, uh, I, and I agree with Ron that Cincinnati will be a force going forward. Yeah. Um, okay, so it seems like the ingredients are there for the under in the London game, says uh, Timmy Two-Shoes. Uh, yeah. That's the Jacksonville game. Um, yeah, do- I don't agree with that. No? With you. No. Um, I, I think that uh, – I, I think that – this will be a game where the under will be a popular play. And uh, I would lean more toward the over. I'm not going to use the game, but uh, as far as if you're asking me for my advice, I no, I don't love the under. I don't even like the under in that game. As a matter of fact, um, you know, look at the unders can't continue to keep hitting at the rate they are. I mean, uh, going into the week, it was over 60% last week going into last week, I should say. And I think the unders went somewhere like eight and six under again last week. So the unders are hitting at better than 60% this year. And Ron, you know, with your bear markets and your bullish markets and all that kind of stuff. 60.8. 
yeah, that you preach that uh, eventually that number will come the other way. And uh, you want to use a comparison to that game on uh, Sunday morning, uh, go back to the Monday night affair between Chicago and New England where everybody jumped all over the under and uh, not me. I went over the total and it, it paid off. 34-point first half certainly helps when you have an over or 40. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, six and uh, I got, let me see here, uh, seven, well, depending on the number, right? So last yeah. week, week seven, um, 70% of the game, well, I have 50-50, depending on some of the, you know, yeah. some of the hooks. Yeah. But the last uh, week six, 71.4% of the games went under. Yeah, the under is just crushing it right now. And But, you know, what does Ross Benjamin say all the time? Think like a bookmaker. And if yeah. the bookmaker knows the market's thinking under, um, they're going to have to make their adjustments with their number because right now it's 39.3 for the over in the year 60.8 and normally of all sports football the college or nfl especially the bookmaker does a good job uh reining that number in so that it's mostly between like i'll give it like a a four to six uh point range like 40 uh six to 54 percent range in that range when it comes to the over under right because yep. they need balance to get the the, the you know to make money well, you're seeing the numbers come down too right ron the average total uh seems to be decreasing per week meaning if you take the average of all the games and their totals compared to what they were in week one um it, that's bound to go the other way because the you know it's the bottom line look there's no tricks i no. got into this with another handicapper yesterday he says what do you, what do you think the bookmakers are trying to fool people no it's not the bookmaker trying to fool people. It's the bookmaker's ability to come up with an accurate number and also weighing in on public perception. And right now the public is perceiving uh, that a lot of these games are going under and a lot of them are losing money because of it. Uh, because look, public betting, everybody knows most public bettors like to go over a total and not under. It's just human nature. Yeah. Nobody wants to sit there watching a whole game and hoping that um, uh, the defenses prevail. The bottom line is, though, uh, you know, you have to not worry about that. If you're if you're going to watch a game and say, I can't watch a game and bet it under. Well, if under is the play, Ron, under makes the most sense. Bet it under and don't watch the game. You know, <laughs> I, I can tell you when I bet unders, I, I flipped to another channel and then I'll flip back. I, you know, it's agonizing to watch an under. So, um, yeah. yeah. Well, you said it last week, remember you said, uh, when the books make money, when the favorites and the overs win. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. That, that's exactly, you know, the books are doing good this year because <laughs> I still think the underdogs in the NFL have a winning record, right, Ron? I mean, you have that act, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the favorites this year in the NFL are winning fifty nine point two, but only covering forty two point eight. Yeah. Where the uh, the underdogs are covering fifty six point four and winning forty point eight percent of the game. So it's unbelievable, right there. It, it Not is fifty six point four to forty point eight straight up number underdogs it is unbelievable i know i i've been just like flabbergasted every week i come on here and i just like i shake my head every week and i go this is why um you know i'm like i'll be honest i'm not having the greatest nfl football season it's yeah. just but it's still you know, a long way to go oh, a long way to go but the, you know it, it is what it is and uh, you just you, it's about making adjustments on the fly right when when you're handicapping you got to make the to tinker the right adjustments and this is why whenever i'm in a rut and you know like we say it all that we're open book 
books here. We say it like it is. When hey, we're we're the first one to pump our tires when it's good. But the oh, thing, absolutely. yeah. But when when I'm in a, a little bit of a funk like I am this year in the NFL, I scale right down. So this way, uh, I you know confidence wise, I got to rebuild it back up, right? But, yeah, look uh, at folks. I, I was sixty-eight percent through the first six weeks of the NFL season, so or five weeks, excuse me. Um, and now I'm at sixty. And if you would have told me after seven weeks I would be uh, at sixty per sixty percent or better, I'd be awfully happy. But uh, I also told you I went five and eight the last two weeks. So I pumped my tires on Ron's show the first five weeks in the NFL season, but I've also been honest. I even told you I went one and five in college football two weeks ago yep. and bounced back with a four and one. So we're both as transparent as they come, folks. Oh, absolutely. And that's a, you don't survive in this industry if you're not transparent, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, Ross, let's uh, switch uh, gears here. Let's go to uh, Thursday night football in college football tonight. You got the, uh, did you say Utes? The Utah Utes? Yeah, the, the Utes, yeah. The Utes. My cousin Vinny's play. <laughs> <laughs> the big ragu like that. Eh? Yeah. The big ragu like that. Washington State hosting the uh, Cougars here today. And I was looking at uh, the last time that uh, Washington State beat Utah in Washington. I think it was 2018 or 2019, something yeah. like that. And yeah, they uh, lost. Uh, Utah's won the last three in the series. That's right, correct. And now they're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite tonight at Washington State. And, uh, man, this the Pac-10 is, you know what, with uh, Lincoln Riley going to um, – uh, USC and Oregon having a little bit of uh, you know after that a uh, little bit of a stumble out of the gate, man. We got a good uh, race going here in the in the uh, the Pac-12, right? Yeah, um, USC, Utah, uh, Washington's playing halfway decent. Uh, UCLA, USC, UCLA. I mean, it's right now it's a pretty strong conference as as opposed to what we've seen uh, in recent seasons, anyway. I don't know if they have a chance to get a um, a uh, playoff berth uh, unless somebody right now runs the table. Either USC or UCLA runs the table. Uh, Utah is not going to get in with their. They've already suffered two losses this year. Uh, in any event, look at uh, the Utes, as cousin Vinny would say. Uh, since the start of last year, I was surprised to see this. Uh, they're 0-5 straight up in ATS as a road favorite of 9.5 or less. And conversely, the Washington State Cougars, who haven't been in this situation very often as a conference home underdog of 9.5 or less, have when they are in that situation since 2007, they've gone 5-0 and against the spread. And more importantly, they won four of those five games straight up. So they've uh, really um, uh, have cherished that role. Uh, now, here's the thing. Uh, everybody's going to chime in like they did on my channel this week. Ross, Utah is the much better team than Washington State. How could you take Washington State? Well, it's not about picking the best team on paper. It's not about picking who's going to have the better record at the end of the year or who's going to be the better team at the end of the year. I'll come right out and tell you. Utah is clearly the better team than Washington State possibly on both sides of the ball. However, look at this is it's I weigh in emotion when I when I handicap my college football games more so and a lot more than I would in the NFL where uh, the emotional stability of NFL players are, are pretty much intact compared to that of college football. Agreed. Players for obvious reasons. 
Utah's coming off their last two games where they faced now number 10 USC and now number 12 UCLA. They split those games, losing at UCLA, but upsetting USC in their previous matchup or previous game, I should say, 43 to 42 and an absolute thriller. My point is Utah, when they faced USC and UCLA in their last two games, both teams were undefeated at the time and both teams were top 10 teams. Now, they come into a game against a Washington State team that's four and three, uh, not bad, uh, but they're coming off two straight road losses by 14 points or more. At four and three, unranked, uh, I just think this is a vulnerable spot for the Utes. And also, uh, like we touched upon before, Ron, Washington State, big-time revenge here after losing to Utah in each of the last three seasons. Uh, even when you, Washington State has bad teams, they're very competitive at home in Pullman. It's just a tough place to play. And uh, national TV, Thursday night game against a team that's faced top 10 teams the first two times out, and they're coming off a two-game losing streak, both games on the road. Uh, you know, Washington State is 3-1 and one at home this year, folks, and their only loss came to the team that Ron mentioned just a bit ago, the Oregon Ducks, who are red hot right now. And they only lost that game 41-41 or 44-41. So I'm taking Washington State here, Ron, plus the seven and a half over Utah. I just think the situation is right for the home underdog. You know, I'm not going to call for an outright upset win. It wouldn't shock me, but I like them to get inside this number. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. And just like you said right there, coming off two road uh, games, the last uh, two at Oregon State, at USC, um, yeah. you know, two two pretty good teams this year in Oregon State and, and the Trojans. And now they're at home in front of their fans. It's an isolated game. The crowd's going to be buzzing. Um, yeah, this is this is a great uh, spot here to get plus money on the dog. And and you're absolutely right, Ross. When you think of the emotions, you think of the the setting, the environment of college football games. Go look at look at you know the East Carolina Pirates last week, right? Um, yeah. At home against I forget the team they were playing there. Um, uh, crap. But anyway, it was I was watching that game because I was on East Carolina, and I was saying it's just there's a there's something about being at home, uh, in front of your you know the student body and and the, the emotions and whatever happened last week you, you can't you yeah you got to consider it but it's just go look at all the results this year and go look at the Jekyll and Hyde teams in in, in college football you know one week it's like wow these guys are you know top ten and they're going to a, you know bowl game and the next week it's like holy crap how was that how what was I thinking last week they look so good now this week they, it's just the uh, the inconsistency of play of some of these college football teams and uh, there's there's something about playing at home in front of the student body that the yeah, energy I, I mean again uh, student body uh, college football crowds uh, it's a whole different atmosphere than the NFL crowds you know what I mean NFL crowds get revved up in big games right uh, playoff games and all that but it's it's like that seems to be like that at the major schools anyway. Uh, the top five conferences where uh, teams playing at home get an extra boost from usually big home crowds. And, and, and I think that'll come into play in this one. Yeah. And keep in mind at the beginning of the year, the two Washington teams were doing very, very well. 
All right, the Huskies yeah. and the uh, the Cougars. All right, uh, I do have one. It was um, Central Florida. That's it that they played. East Carolina played Central Florida. That yeah. was a that was quite the game. All right, uh, one question here. Uh, ask Ross the boss. Uh, college football. What do you think of Cuse and Notre Dame? Is Cuse a due to come out down to earth? Is this a trap at minus two? Yeah, um, unfortunately, I think so. I'm not going to use the game, um, but uh, the Orange are a nice story. Uh, six and one right now gave Clemson all they could handle until the second half before they succumbed and lost by six. They actually had the ball at the 35 of Clemson in the last 30 seconds and threw an interception. However, um, my college football database tells me the teams that uh, from game six on, uh, that were undefeated and come off a straight up loss are usually in for what I call what is labeled as bubble bursting uh, the week the week after they lose their first game. So it, there, it takes a lot of emotion on it. Now, having said that, why I'm not going to use this game is because I'm not convinced what Notre Dame. I mean, here they are, um, and they're just a what three point underdog. You said, Ron. Yeah, two this and a half point underdog. Yeah, minus I see. Um, yeah, two. Yeah, two. So uh, a two point underdog, a four and three team against the number eighteen team in the country that's six and one, and the number eighteen team in the country is only laying two and a half. Not two. It, it, the other part of the equation is I. If, when we talk about public perception. Brown, you know, no, I, I think the books too make adjustments in that line uh, for uh, teams like Notre Dame. They know that they're going to get a lot of action on. So anyway, no, it looks like a trap to me, but I'm not willing to uh, take Notre Dame as well. Yeah, no. And you know what? Looking at Clemson um, last week, they, okay, they went to Clemson. And you know, people are saying, "Oh, you you know, Clemson's going to be in the in the you know the top four. And I don't know, I don't know if Clemson like they, is, you know, I, I don't think so either. I think that, you know, like Syracuse, good good season, good story this year. Dino Babers finally got the team, you know, going in the right direction here. But this was not a a powerhouse win. Uh, you know, it wasn't like a, a an Alabama, Tennessee, or you know, a, a big win against a, a, a SEC type team, right? It's still yeah. uh, ACC. And um, Syracuse, even though Syracuse, one of the uh, top teams in the ACC. In fact, when I look at the records of the ACC type teams, let me see the overall. So Clemson, there's Syracuse at six and one. Wake Forest, Wake Forest, not a bad uh, team this year. And then you look at the other North Carolina. The other division is just uh, pretty bad. Yeah. But uh, maybe maybe it's an off year for the ACC, right? Well, North Carolina State would have been a major player until they lost their starting quarterback, Devin Leary. And unfortunately for them, from what I've seen from their backup, there's a huge drop-off going from Leary to him. So not to pick on the kid, uh, but they were a whole different team. North Carolina State's defense is amongst the best in the country, not only in the ACC. Uh, yeah, Clemson... Unfortunately, Ron, uh, they might end up winning the ACC out of default and end up uh, with an I mean, you can't deny them if they're the ASC, ACC champion with an un, undefeated record. Inevitably, they're going to get in. But I think Syracuse showed last week that they are vulnerable and they could be had, especially on the road. I mean, that game was at Clemson. I give Syracuse kids a lot of credit. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were, you know, they were winning that game uh, and, and uh, they were winning by a couple touchdowns, as a matter of fact. So uh, interested to see what goes going forward.
Yeah, uh, Gloria K says, I like Washington State. Uh, Southern Miss, I guess they're playing the uh, ULFAYETTE tonight. Yeah, that's that's uh, a game that's pretty interesting. Um, UL Lafayette uh, is not the same team they were under Billy Napier, who uh, left for a, a position at a Power 5 school. Uh, Southern Miss is in a bounce-back mode because last year I think they were something like 2-10, and 10, and they've turned it around a bit this year. I, if anything, there's a low total on that game of 43. It's like they're trying to entice you to go over the total. I might have a slight lean. I'm not using the game. A slight lean on the under in that contest, Ron. Okay. And then she says, uh, what about the over 55 for Washington? I don't know if she's talking about Washington or Washington State. But, well, the, you, yeah. yeah, you got to pick on that game. So, if people want to get that. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a pick in that game. Washington State, I used as a free play. I uh, I don't have any opinion on, on that. the total. I, I'll be yeah. honest with you. Uh, my main priority at this point in the week is uh, is really honing in on sides in college football. Totals are an afterthought that I may look on at on Friday, especially if uh, if I can't find a lot of betting value on a side. So I really don't want to answer that question uh, unintelligently, and I don't want to uh, mislead the the viewer's question. But thank you for asking. Yeah, and that, that's a great point too. And I'm I'm the same way, Ross. I I don't do a lot of totals, and the reason yeah. why I don't do a lot of totals is because of the the time that you have to put in. Like put any, just as much time in. Yeah, you know? exactly. Especially in college football. Like, don't even yeah. ask me to look at college basketball. But th- there's just the time and energy that goes into handicapping. You, you, you. And you, if you're tedious like we are, it's just you got to roll up your sleeves and do the work. And th- the yeah. sides keep me occupied enough that I, I can't really get into the totals. But some, you know, some guys do, right? Well, I do in the NFL. Um, not that I, I mean, in proportion, I definitely take a lot more sides in the NFL, but I, I tend to uh, get into more totals in the NFL just because there's not as many games on the board as there is in college football. And uh, I've always said this, Ron, and I'll continue to say it, and I mean it toward college football too. Um, if you leave the totals out of the equation, you're leaving half the board off. And the more choices you give me or you, uh, regardless, uh, the better chance you have of somebody who does this daily and professionally over the long haul, uh, the better chance they have of finding betting value. So it's a, it's a two edged sword. Yep. I agree. hundred percent. All right, Ross. Uh, Hey, good segment today. That was a lot of, uh, great information and uh pearls it. baby we, we give the we give the audience the pearls that's what we could hey we give them the the good information now um football nfl this weekend what are you looking at i'll have four to five plays on sunday and i'll also uh, have a play on monday night i got a game up right now at atsstats.com the thursday night game between tampa bay and baltimore speaking of totals i have the winning total in that contest so I got two games up at ATSStats.com, both college football games on Friday night, two winning sides. Saturday, uh, it'll be another big day in college football with a minimum four plays. Uh, remember, folks, last week coming off a of four-in-one week in college football, my NFL, uh, again, folks, uh, I know I said this before, I'll say it quickly again, 27-19 and 19 on the season, good for 60%. Uh, or excuse me, 59%, let's be exact. Uh, in my NFL 10-star top plays, everyone has been posted at Ron's site from the get-go, 8-0 with those plays this year. 
you want to look for that. I will have one on Sunday and uh, also my NFL primetime games, Thursday, Sunday, Monday night contest, 13 and five this season, which is good for 71%. Yeah. And you can find Ross's uh, plays right here at ATS. There it is uh, last year. Uh, Tennessee was one of your top plays last, uh, I believe that was Tennessee last weekend. Was my 10 star top play there you go. It's right Ross. there. And yeah. folks, if you want to get Ross's plays, what you do is you go to the website, ATS stats, where you see picks, you can see the uh, you can buy the single day picks, or if you go to Ross's homepage, you can also get uh, one of his packages or his single day picks, and you can get them each and every day here at atsstats.com. Or you want to uh, see his website at rbwins.com. That's where Ross hangs his hat each and every day at rbwins.com. All right, uh, Ross the Boss Benjamin, uh, thanks again for coming on the show here on a Thirsty Thursday. We always uh, theme our shows here. Uh, tomorrow is a football Friday, which uh, I know it's not original, but I call it a friendly Friday. Maybe that's more original. But uh, thanks for coming on the show here today, and uh, good luck with your picks this section, uh, this, uh, this uh, weekend. Uh, thank you, Ron. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for the viewers and their participation, and I look forward to next week, buddy. Awesome. Thanks. All right, folks, that is Ross Benjamin of rbwins.com, and you can get Ross's picks this weekend right here at the website, atsstats.com. And Ross, uh, every every day, he hits a home run when he comes on the show here. He gives out uh, great information. And the thing, when you get two guys like us who's been doing this for, you know, uh, a long, long time, it's always – sometimes we just uh, – it's like – two people sitting in a coffee shop or a bar and just talking and just giving you guys uh, what comes off the top of our head and having the questions when you guys come up with questions and it just it's uh, sporadic right and then it, it, it just it triggers something else and then we then it just uh, leads to a great conversation all right let's get on with the show and uh, yeah it never fails every time we do a show here the uh, the the ups or the fedex or somebody ordered something and, and rusty goes nuts eh but we'll get rusty on the show here tomorrow hey normally rusty hasn't made an appearance here he hasn't he hasn't grabbed the mic on a friday there in a couple of weeks so we'll have to get rusty on the show here tomorrow all right let's get with uh, one of our favorite parts of the show we're talking about practice well that's a lot not a game not a game we're talking about practice practice man I mean, how silly is that? Well, it's not silly at all because we are talking about the 80% club stats and you get the uh, stats and trends each and every day right here at ATSStats.com. Again, folks, don't forget, take advantage of the 25% flash sale we're running right now and uh, it's going to be running for a while. What you want to do is once you sign up, You'll see a promo code. Put in the promo code ATS25. ATS25, all uppercase. Uppercase ATS25, one word. And you will get 25% off your weekly monthly or year package right here at atsstats.com and then you'll have access to all the tools in the toolbox my beer and pizza uh, money picks and uh, you can get that here at the website all right memphis grizzlies 10 and 1 straight up as a weight team coming off a uh, atlantic division opponent the last two years the uh, golden state warriors 9 and 1 as a seven nine and a half point home favorite coming off a loss in their last game last two years for 90 which is a uh, pretty good right there and uh, let me see here we got uh, the warriors another warriors okay we got that one of the last five years the mavericks 13 and 2 as they pick in the minus three away favorite coming off a, a one game road stand and let me see if i have any uh, any totals here hey it's all um 
It's all, all here. We got one total down here. The under 10 and 2 for the Warriors as a 7 and 9 point, a 9.5 point home favorite coming off a Pacific Division opponent the last seven years. Let's go take a look at the, some of the stats and trends in NHL hockey. Let's go to the, uh, the board in the uh, National Hockey League. Got a lot of games on deck here tonight. Let's go to the Bettman circuit. Let's go to NHL and let's take a look at some of these pearls right here. St. Louis Blues is a road team in the total six and a half and seven last 15 12 and three straight up for the Blues coming off a tough loss last night against the Oilers and uh, if you like the puck line we got some good puck line Washington has a road team last two years total six and a half and they allowed three goals against last game 12 and two uh, on the puck line Winnipeg as a road team last three years coming off two unders 11 and two to the puck line so hey puck line might be uh, the way to go on the uh, the puck line I bought McKenzie this is my brother Doug how's it going eh? how's it going eh um, Vancouver as a road oh Vancouver ooh I gotta get this uh, soundbite for sorry Vancouver Canuck fans struggling yeah the uh, struggling that's a double one right there 0 and 7 to start the year Vancouver as a road underdog before non-division game on a thirsty Thursday Coming off a one-goal loss, and they allowed three or more goals against. 13-1 and one against the point spread. Maybe they get their home win tonight, uh, or road win tonight. 10-3 and three straight up. And uh, let me see here. Let's uh, one more for the road. Two for the money, three for the road, four to get ready, and go, cat, go. Eh? Remember that uh, song? I don't know. It just came out of the blues. That's how it works in this show. Eh? I just get these things. It just comes out like that. All right. Buffalo as a home favorite. Last five years on one day's rest. Coming off a road loss as an underdog. Eight and two to the over. Maybe eight and two to the over. And that's your mic drop here today on the REM report. And this was the stats and trends. And always remember, trends are your friends, but they don't pay the rent. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Practice, man. I mean, I mean, how silly, silly is, is that? that? All right, this was the Ram Report. Uh, Ross Benjamin was on the show here today, and uh, Ross gave you guys some nice uh, picks this weekend. He liked the Jets plus two and a half. He also liked, and he said, remember he said, get that uh, Geico insurance, but you don't want to get in too many accidents because if you're always buying insurance, I mean, that's not a good thing, right? Uh, but yeah, he likes the Jets plus two and a half, but uh, buy up to plus three. And uh, also uh, one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, go, cat, go. Yeah, go, 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 says Gloria K. Hey, eh? <laughs> it's a catchy tune, right? It's a, it's a nice little jingle, just like our uh, our, our theme song here. All right, uh, so uh, yeah, you like the Jets plus three, and you also like Washington State tonight against uh, did you say the Utes yep Utah Utes tonight against Washington State and I do like Washington State tonight and hopefully they uh, they get you the money and uh, hopefully we uh, we do this for you guys here tonight show me the money <laughs> show you the money alright folks my name is Ron Raymond you can catch me here each and every day 1030 Eastern Monday to Friday and this was the Raymond Report and I hope you guys have yourself a great rest of your day and we'll see you back here on a football friendly Friday as always, Harry Carey, get us out of here. Hello again, everybody. Harry Carey from Wrigley Field on a beautiful day for baseball. To be the man, you, you gotta, gotta beat the man. man. Joe owns the Chiefs. Owns. 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 I don't know. Struggling. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Three cash, homie. Holy cow! It was a doggy dog world, Sammy, and I'm wearing milk bone underwear. What the hell's going on out here? Woo! If you smile! 
bottom line, cause Stone Cold said so. Let's go to eat a goddamn snack. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Struggling.